According to a recent news article from CNBC, it states that panic is not a strategy. How investors and advisors can look beyond the traditional 60-40 in the second half of 2022. Hmm. Now this should be interesting. Join us as we discuss volatility, recession risk, and how rebalancing your portfolio to your investment risk may be the best strategy to prepare for the next phase coming at the end of this year. Also, what does God say about fear and how to overcome it? All of this and more on this episode of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Once again, I am your host, A.B. Ridgeway, owner and financial advisor with A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. And today we're talking about fear. Yes, fear. Now, fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. Now, this is a denotation or the dictionary definition or whichever word that you like to use. And here we see the word belief. Now, belief is defined in two ways, an acceptance that a statement is true or that something exists. And number two, trust, faith or confidence in someone or something. Now, it is important that we understand what this word belief means, because it's going to play a vital role in understanding what fear is, right? Fear is the belief that someone or something is dangerous or a threat, right? We got that. So if that is true then that means that there is an acceptance that whatever is causing that uncomfortable feeling we talked about, a fear is true and exists. Now, are you still with me? If you are afraid of the market, what belief do you have about the threat? And what is dangerous about the threat that you are feeling? You with me? Now, I want you to hold on to those two questions because at the end of the show, I'm going to ask you those same questions and see if you are able to answer them or maybe your answer has changed. So keep this in mind. If you're afraid of the market, what belief do you have about the threat and what is dangerous about the threat? Okay, so let's get going here. So let's open up right now with our biblical principle on which this episode is going to be based on. It comes from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And we are going to lean on this verse as we discuss the recent market volatility. Is that okay with you? Now, the first half of the year has been a rough one. I know, <laughs> I'm in it with you. But there's always a silver lining on every thundercloud in the sky, isn't it? And the one I am thinking of, the silver lining here, is the heightened interest in investments and in what is the best course of action. When the markets are good, think about it, people tend to what? They tend to ignore them. They're not interested in what is a bear market or what is a bull market. 
what is a recession and what is an expansion, right? And when you talk about asset allocation and rebalancing, their eyes kind of gloss over, their ears kind of close down a little bit, right? But when the markets are volatile, just like they are now, there is a threat of a recession. And this threat triggers a fear, an uncomfortable feeling inside someone to say, I need to listen. The one word that a lot of people remember from economics class is recession. <laughs> so, so when they hear recession, all of a sudden their ears perk up, right? And they're kind of open for this new information because nobody likes the feeling of fear. No one likes the idea of a threat and they want to get rid of it, right? So that is why you are probably here listening now. And this is a great opportunity why we have your attention for financial professionals to provide solid information to help alleviate you of your fears or the belief in things that may or may not exist. Are you with me? So right now, we're going to get to the kind of good stuff right now. So we talked about fear and how God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and self-control. And these two gifts, love and self-control, are going to be the driving force behind our decision-making going forward. Now, majority of investors lose their sense of self-control when the markets are up and down they're just very volatile they start to what they start to panic sell so what is panic selling panic selling is when the markets are going down the investor gets really scared and then they convert all their assets to cash it's like let's get out of here <laughs> i do not want to be here i'd rather be in cash or safe i know where it's at i can count my money all those type of things that's panic selling and what happens is they lose focus on the long-term goal and direct all of their focus on the short-term. Now, let me ask you, if you had a financial advisor, and hopefully that you do, do you want that financial advisor just to sit and do nothing? No. If there was a fire, would you like a firefighter to just sit there and do nothing? No. We should do something. That's agreed upon. But let me tell you this, rebalancing is at the core of what a financial planner does. Making sure that your risk tolerance matches your asset allocation, which in turn aligns with your long-term investment goals. I'm going to say that again because this is going to be very important for you. As a financial advisor or someone who has a financial advisor, we want to make sure that your risk tolerance matches your asset allocation, which in turn aligns with your long-term investment goals. But... If your risk tolerance is skewed from fear, you panic sell, that throws off your asset allocation, and now you put your long-term investment goals at what? At risk. Let's take a step away from rebalancing. In the article, it states that a second crucial part to making rebalancing work is to stay diversified, says Omar Aguilar, CEO and CIO at Schwab Asset Management. He continues on to say, most likely the risk that you thought you had in your portfolio has now changed. Rebalancing to the risk profile that fits you and your clients is a critical part of the next phase. The article continues, admittedly, the next phase may pose challenges including a heightened recession risk, according to Sebastian Page, head of the global multi-asset and CIO at T. Roy Price. And he's right. I agree. Great quotes, great information. 
Now, I want you to think about this. Around 10 of the last 13 rate hike cycles since World War II have ended in a recession. So if you're asking me, are we headed into a recession? Uh, I can't predict the future, but let's just say that history is not on our side when it comes to that. So what is the first thing we think about when the market is going down? Let me rephrase that. What is the first thing you think about when the market is going down? Correlation, right? <laughs> no, no, you probably don't think about correlation. That's something financial advisors think about. We think about correlation because most people don't. Most people just kind of think about buying sales, high and low, things of that nature. But let's think about this. Now, if the markets are going down, we would want to reallocate to assets that are not necessarily correlated with the market and get some type of protection, right? But um, that is not necessarily how it works. Market correlation simply means a statistical measure that expresses the extent to which two variables are linearly related, meaning they change together at a constant rate. So just because an asset is not correlated with the market, doesn't mean it's going to perform better than the market itself, especially if we're talking about short-term volatility at that. Now, some may think that cash is the answer, right? Just park the funds, just put it on the sideline. But when inflation is at 8%, as it was back in May 2022, that is not a good long-term strategy either because your purchasing power is being eaten up by inflation. I mean, even at the dollar store, it's not even a dollar anymore. It's like a dollar twenty-five, right? So that's what inflation does for you. So if you have the dollar two years ago, yeah, you can go to the Dollar Tree and you could buy you something. But now you're gonna have to pull out an additional twenty-five cent plus tax because of inflation. You see how that works? Now there is a financial taboo that I kind of want to share with you. If you don't remember anything from this episode, I want you to remember this. Don't invest long-term money in short-term vehicles and don't invest short-term money in long-term vehicles. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Don't invest long-term money, your retirement, your 401ks, in short-term vehicles, your savings accounts, your CDs, and don't invest short-term money, your savings for down payments of houses and cars, in long-term vehicles into your retirement and other things that are meant to be withdrawn later on in your life. Think about it this way. Overweighting your portfolio on short-term vehicles is putting your assets at more risk than you may feel you are protecting yourself from. Does that make sense? That out of your fear of the market, you may be doing something that is more detrimental to your portfolio than allowing it to be exposed to the market and its volatility. So looking beyond the traditional 60-40 equity to bond split, it is going to be crucial because now we need to look at the asset classes and make sure we understand why we are holding them. So the asset classes can include equities, fixed income, cash, and cash equivalents. We have to mention here cryptocurrency at this point because people are holding these classes in their portfolio and if they are there, meaning available for the consumer or the retail investor, we have to recognize that as an asset class because they need to be understood 
and how they affect the other asset classes that we have in our portfolio. Now, remember those two questions I have for you earlier? You don't? Don't worry. <laughs> if not, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to repeat them here. The first one was, if you're afraid of the market, what belief do you have about the threat? And what is dangerous about the threat? So the first answer may be that there's a threat of recession, right? It's all over the news. Every time you turn on the TV, it's inflation. The, the feds are raising a rate and we're heading into a recession. And oh, no, this is what's going on, right? But I want to ease some of your fear here. And I want to let you know that there has been about 11 recessions since 1948, which means there is about a one to six ratio of recession to expansion. So for every one year we have a recession, we have six years of growth. One to six. So why are we fearing a recession when they don't have a long term effect on our long term goals? The only thing a recession affects is really our short term strategy for money management. That is to say, withdrawal rates, generating cash flow and funding short term projects, all while trying to reduce tax implications. But this is not something to be afraid of. It is this belief that the world is coming to an end when really a recession is just a signal that we need to make some slight short term adjustments as we kind of realign our expectations of future growth going forward. Question number two, what is dangerous about this threat? Now, the dangerous part is not being aware of the changes that are going on. There is a, a, a boxing term. I don't know if you know it or not, but they say that the hardest hit is the one you don't see. So burying our head in the sand, almost like an ostrich, and hoping that the recession goes away is not really a strategy. As we mentioned earlier, panicking and selling everything is not a strategy. Well, technically it could be a strategy, but just not maybe the most prudent one in these type of situations. The best strategy is the one from our Lord when he says to us that we should have a spirit of love and self-control. We need to be disciplined during this time. That is how we're going to overcome this fear. Now, if you need help with your financial situation and need to plan, be sure to reach out to us by going to our website www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a consultation. We will have more booking and contact information toward the end of the show. So just stay, you know, once I kind of start talking, we're going to give you the information so you can schedule a consultation and alleviate even more of your fears. Is that okay? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Thing be sure to like the episode and comment below what you would do differently after listening to the show. Are you going to submit to the spirit of fear, which is not from God? Or will you submit to the spirit of love and self-control and discipline, which is directly from God? Now, after you do that, after you think about these questions, I want you to head over to our merchandise store. I want you to pick up a shirt. I want you to pick up a sweater so everyone knows that you, the listener, as a Christian, that your faith and your finances are not separate. Until next time, I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. 
If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing.